When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The BHP Podcast is proudly presented by Dead Down Wind, Stealth Camp, Tinks, Skull Hooker, Grind Life Coffee, Burris Optics. We also want to tell you guys to check out the new Fred Bear Field Notes Podcast, available on iTunes or wherever you get your podcast. Learn about Fred Bear and his heritage. It's something you're not going to want to miss, and it's one of those things that really bring bow hunters together. Hey guys, Dave Thomas, Born Planet uh, Podcast. On today's show, we are live at the Lazy Sea Key Ranch in Texas, beautiful Texas. It's uh, been an amazing trip so far. I was asked to come here with Faradine. And uh, so I want to talk to a couple of the guys that run the ranch and um, deal with all the clients and how they do it. So I invited Will and uh, Justin to sit down with me. So Will, um, tell us about yourself and you know your title and everything you do here. Yes, sir. Well, my name is Will Latham. I'm the uh, hunting manager here for the Lazy CK Ranch. Um, my job is pretty much, you know, client-based. Deal with the go deal with the clients, the wildlife management, and um, everything else that goes with that. So, how long have you been doing it? Uh, I've been in the industry for I guess now eight years, uh, but it started in my whole life, but mainly professionally eight years. Uh, I've been here at the Lazy CK for the last six months. Nice. And you guys, um, um, I heard Alan talking about, you guys, do you manage other ranches too? Alan does. Oh, yes, okay, Alan yes does. sir. Yes, so our general manager. Yeah, he has a few other ranches that he does. A lot of acres, he said. To yes, sir. So let's talk about this ranch. How many acres is this thing? We're just 7,000 acres. Wow. And you guys divide it by parcels, or how does that work? With so it's different pastures, right? So it's just broken up into different, uh, different parcels, yes. And uh, about how many clients you guys get a year here generally? Oh wow! Uh, I think last year they averaged around 115 ish, um, yeah. and then this year it's looking like we're gonna we're gonna add quite a few more to that. Nice. So it'll be pretty busy. That's exciting. It's always exciting. I think. Do you guys now? Do you guys normally get companies like a Faradine that come here, or how does that work? For you? I know Tom Miranda comes here. We'll talk about him in a second. But yes, as far sir. as companies are concerned, do you see that a lot? Uh, yes, sir. As corporate groups, um, nice. this is our first time with a, the a group of Fair, like Faradine, yeah. archery supply company. Um, the ranch itself is looking to go into a more you know be bow hunter friendly. So mm-hmm. having the time to spend with Faradine has been great. So with that in mind, uh, Justin. What does it take to change the ranch over to allow bow hunting here? Man, uh, this isn't like Michigan where there's huge trees or anything like that. Everything's no, small. Man. It, it takes a lot of scouting and honestly, like hard work, man. Because uh, down here in Texas, you got these live oak trees and you have this uh, certain type of shrubbery called uh, shin oak, and it's, it's real brushy. The live oaks they don't typically grow straight, they're not like pine trees, man. They're real twisty they got a bunch of bends and in reality the size of the trunk and diameter wise it's really probably about six inches probably eight inches is your max diameter that you can get out of a live oak tree out here so 
picking and choosing is really the hardest part, you know, and then of course erecting the thing, you got to really fight through all kinds of branches just to get a tree stand up. But, um, it turns out it's working pretty well. So they get really creative with it. Um, it's not the typical ladder stand setup or hanging stand or climber. You, you know, you really have to get creative on, okay, we don't have back cover. We got to make our own. So that's, you got to see it this week with Absolutely. the camo netting and the cattle panel. You gotta, we just have to think outside the box a little bit. Yeah. I would say, uh, from my perspective, being a bow hunter and owning bow hunter planet, <laughs> uh, it's been very well done here. So like that, that first day with that netting that you're talking about, you guys had like a metal piece. I don't know how to describe it. It was almost yes. like a metal sheet that yeah, was bent panel. almost. <clears throat> yeah. And with that cover around it, mm-hmm. it was awesome. So it really created a shell. It gave the, the bow hunter or even the gun hunter really some back space to protect themselves. And um, the tree stand, I noticed that too when we were talking about the one I was just in when I shot the hog. We were talking about, you know, it moves a little bit and all that. See, in Michigan, you wouldn't feel nothing happens. It's like <laughs> trying to move this because the trees are so large and you're strapping in so high, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and for safety purposes, you, you know, when you're that high, because we go up 25 feet. Yeah. You've got to have a harness. Have, yes. yeah, oh, yeah. We're full. But it's just like that first day, you know, we were up in that tree stand, brother, and that wind was whipping. Yeah. <laughs> and we were just moving so much, man. But, yeah, I'll tell that's, you. That's what you got to deal with here. I, I mean, I thought it was a lot of fun. I thought you did a great job, especially the first day, because, you know, after you realize that nothing was coming, you're like, let's go chase them, you know, and that was fun. Like, cause I'd never been in the back country of Texas at all. Mm-hmm. So for me to even just walk around the woods type thing was cool. Like to see that, you know, firsthand, the rock beds, the river beds. Um, and I, I mean, if clients are willing to do it, I definitely recommend it. Cause it's just something you don't see every day. You know, exactly. you were showing me the rocks that are from the water level at one point. You're yeah. The shallow sweet. seas of Texas, you know, yeah, I mean, we're so in the hill cool. country here. So this is, yeah, it's, it's really, really cool. So let's talk about the animals. What kind of animals do you guys have? Well, you know, Obviously, we're in the hill country, so we have our native whitetail, um, but we have over 18 different species of exotics on the ranch. Wow. So, I mean, just to name through a couple of them, this, the ones everybody knows is Axis, Black Buck, Fallow, um, Nilgai. Uh, we have go into Wildebeest even. We have stuff from Africa. This is, so, we have a pretty wide, wide variety of animals on the ranch. What is the scariest animal to you guys? Like, something that can really mess you up? That you guys kind of a little bit more hesitant well it just kind of depends yeah. like the situation like if you're uh you know say you got to like warm animals or like give them some sort of medication you have to put them in an enclosure where it's tight spaces i would say the scariest animal in that situation would be a gemsbok yes uh, uh we do a lot of, you know if we have to trap or do something move animals around a gemsbok would be probably the, yeah, the worst one they, have uh, we seen that i don't think i've seen that one no they hold a grudge man yes Horses with horns. Six inch yeah. horns, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah so, and they know how to use them and they're sharp at the end. So that's probably, yeah, that'd be probably that's, the worst one to grab a hold of. Yeah. <laughs> Crazy. Um, so the hogs, you guys have a lot of hogs. Yes, sir. Um, typically, do, and I don't know this because I don't hunt hogs normally, but when we talk about tusk and we talk about, you know, because like you said earlier, most people want to get a big one for photos and whatever. The tusk, what's the size range of the tusk generally for a large to a small? 
It just depends. I mean, you know, like on a medium-sized bore, you might have like that, that sticks out, right? So I mean, they they go back down into their jaw just like our teeth oh, do, right? Okay. Yeah. So I mean, they, they might go in two inches and might come out an inch and a half, and that'd be that would be yeah. kind of a small cutter or a small tusk. Oh, nice. Um, Got some samples. There's a good Sweet. One. Yeah. Wish you guys could see this. You can't, but this is awesome. Okay. <laughs> Big cool. ones. Yeah, it gives three, four inches. Wow. So. Yeah, dude, that's yeah. gnarly. Curved dagger, man. You feel that tip there? Man, they sharpen it on the other too. Yeah, they, they rub against each other and sharpen each other. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> that, that'll gouge you. That's what I was telling you about. You it's know, like ivory. That yeah. is incredible. Yeah. Is it hollow? Uh, just oh, like to that right point. Oh, okay. here. Yeah, so that would be under the gum there. That's the root that would go in there. Oh, yeah, gotcha. So, you know okay, what I mean? Back into the, in. Yes, sir. So it's going to be like that, maybe? Uh, other way. So yep. that would actually oh. be the bottom Ooh. jaw. Yeah. <laughs> so they would yank up and that's hook. Yeah. yeah. Dang. That is vicious, seriously. This is like a smaller one. That's, and that's the top cutter. Oh, top cutter. So that's what you're dealing with right down the yep. front of the mouth, man. Oh my gosh. Wonder what you told me to get back in the tree. <laughs> yeah, they, yeah. They they ended up coming back on us after we took that hog this morning. Yeah, so we so so far, um what did we shoot so far? We shot Audad. Let's see, the first day we got lucky and uh, Audad came in last light. Um second day we got ourselves a beautiful mature axis. Uh, old old warrior man just absolutely gorgeous uh then let's see we struck out in the afternoon hunt that that night and then we got a hog this morning and so now we're going to go after aria and uh, see if we can't get that done nice yeah i i, I will say because i mean you have all these different animals and so when you're sitting there, you're not sure what's going to pop out. You know, I'm like, you know, first you see this bird go by. I'm like, whoa, what the heck is that thing, right? And then all of a sudden that thing, those um, <clears throat> Audad were so cool, like when they came in, because I wasn't expecting to see that, you know. And all of a sudden you're like, there they are. We're going to get a shot. And I'm like, what? And you look up, you see them just come out of nowhere, like standing there, just looking at us. Yeah. I'm like, whoa. And then you're like, they're sending the scout. And this one comes out and it stops, like, you know, maybe another 20 yards from the, the herd. And then um, from there, the other ones, I don't know if they just got hungry and they're like, forget this dude, he's too... Yeah, they just passed you know, him, they just ran right by him. That's surprising. Like, oh. I mean, Audad's one of the hardest things you know, we probably have here uh, to get with a bow. I mean, they're very yeah. tough, they're very wary. They'll stand there for 30 minutes sometimes at that edge, just edge of range, looking for something to be wrong. And that's usually generally when they send that scout out to see if it's right. Um, and if that, they don't like it, they're I'm out. I'm extremely excited about this because on our podcast... Two, maybe two or three episodes ago when we were talking about coming here, my friend specifically said, you will not shoot an audit. It is like <laughs> the hardest thing to hunt. And I said, I have no idea what's going to happen because I don't know. And if you're right, then maybe I won't get one with a bow. Just improving. Your friends didn't know you were coming to hunt with the odd daddy. Man. Yeah. <laughs> that was really cool. That was a great experience. <laughs> and then the axis deer was really cool. Like I wasn't expecting... What I saw, I mean, he came in real early, and I, at first, I couldn't really see what it was, and then I noticed that it put its neck down. And I thought I was seeing like horn, but I wasn't sure, you know, with the darkness coming, coming, yeah. you know, finally coming to light. But the hogs were already there, and he put that head down and started charging those hogs. And I knew, I was like, at that point, I knew it was some sort of buck. Yes. So I knew it wasn't a white tail because they don't have the horns to do that yet. And I'm thinking it's either an axis or a, that black buck, you know. Yes, and I'm thinking it's one of the two. And um, you know, sure enough, it was the axis, which was sweet. And then. I think another fun part about this hunt, though, is since it's a media hunt and Faradine came here, they provided all the products, right? Not the bow, but they provide. Well, they could, I guess, if you're using yes. a crossbow. 
but they provided the broadheads, right? And so <laughs> they gave me the rage, and we've just been raging with the rage. Honestly, <laughs> I, I hate to say it, but we've just been dominating with this rage. rage. Absolutely. Cage, we can't man. even be stopped. Like, everything that comes out just drops within, like, 30 yards. It's unbelievable. It's devastating, yeah. yeah. We're, like, the best team. No, we don't have to do nothing. There's no... <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I haven't had, I, we haven't had to get the blood, dogs. We don't have to do no, nothing. We, they were like, oh, it's right there. Oh, it's right there. That hog dropped right there. Because I didn't see where the hog went this morning when I shot it. And I was nervous about it because I wasn't sure if it was a male or female because it was still a little dark. And I was like, you said there was a tan one out there. And I'm like, and I saw the tan. I'm like, yeah. oh, it's got to be it, right? So I'm like, Phew. But I had no choice but to shoot broadside. And I thought about yeah. the shield. And I'm yes. like, ah. Uh. And I remember you saying, like, just go for it anyway if you have to. It, we'll work it out. We'll get it. Yeah. You know? And so all of a sudden I see the arrow go right through. I'm like, Maybe it was a female. <laughs> that was weird. But man, half the lungs hanging out, blood everywhere. Open the floodgates, man. Wow. That grass. Did you see that grass? It was a grass. He goes, look at that. And I'm like, what the heck? A bucket of paint. Yeah. Dude, so absolutely insane the amount of blood we've been drawing out of these animals, you know. And we've been able to follow the blood trail on every one of them except for that odd dead because we didn't have to. We had yeah. that on film where he crashed. We watched him drop. Yeah. So they asked me to use some weird head today. They talked to you about this? No. Oh, so they were talking. Um, we were doing our media review, or whatever, and they had some new broadhead that no one, well, you guys can't see it anyway in the podcast, but they're like, Do you shoot this tonight? You shoot a hog with it? I'm like, I don't know. Talk to Justin. I don't know how, how everything's going, but I guess they want me to smoke a hog with it, so I don't know what we're doing. <laughs> we might have talked to Alan. I don't know. He yeah, well, right here. Yeah, yeah you guys figure it out. I don't know. <laughs> but it don't matter to me. But there was, it's like, a, I don't really want to say too much about the head they showed me, but it's. Because I can't. Because yes. he made me sign a paper. But it's bad bones. Like, I can't wait. If you, I don't know if you guys seen these things. Did he show you this? No, thing? man. I can't wait. But I <clears> it's not going to be like the Rage. But it's still, from things I've seen in the past of other brands that are similar in my mind to what I saw, it's going to be a, a wrecking ball. So. Yeah, I mean, so far the Rage hasn't let us down. So no, I know that works. Yeah. <laughs> I think we tested that one out. Three animals dead all within 30 yards, 35 yeah. yards. You can't go wrong with that. Um, they killed and. In, in, the same this group which is pretty cool there's a lot of great people here they killed um i think terry killed uh that bird but there was like a flood did you see the vid she showed you yeah. that it was, like Rhea, a drop yeah. it was like taking a, a hose and line. just walking a solid line yes. walking it was crazy just cutting like that it. main vein dude and it just oh, pours it's out. just brutal yeah so but so far i mean uh so let's talk about that a little bit so when people make a bad shot so what's your guys' strategy in this situation? So you have one that maybe the dude hits a no zone or hits it in the thigh, right? I don't know. I'm just It's all, you know, you go back to the guide or if it was up, was it on film, let's look at it. Let's talk about it. We'll, you know, talk to the guide, talk to the hunter. What, what did it look like? And then, you know, we're going back to just to look at, you know, like evidence, whatever. Mm -hmm. We need to see what the, what's the arrow look like. Is there, is there blood? What kind of blood? For 20 years, Stealth Cam has been at the forefront of trail camera development and innovation. From the industry's first 4K ultra-high-definition DS4K and the XV4's advanced high-resolution night imaging to the latest in wireless technologies, StealthCam continues to deliver the highest quality, most reliable trail cameras available. Your images begin at StealthCam.com. For those of you who listen to the podcast a lot, you know how much we love coffee. And we are so proud that Grind Life Coffee is a sponsor of the Bowhunter Planet podcast. Grind Life is a premium coffee for those who grind every day. When you think of those magic moments of hunting, when you're out there watching a turkey strike or seeing a big buck rubbing antlers, it is one of those moments you want to remember 
and be awake for it most importantly. Grind Life Coffee puts you in that position. Whether you're in the field or you're back at your lodge, talking with your friends and reliving the moment. Visit grindlifecoffee.com. Smell that air. Yeah, exactly. Then go from there. And if we can't track it ourselves, we can't find ourselves. Luckily, we've got a good guy with uh, with uh, great blood tracking dogs. Yeah, so that's so what I, I go to. So that's why I noticed. Um, well, I noticed a couple of your guys were like dying, like sweating, like you know, because they've been <laughs> out there trying to get this animal. Have they? If, they, if so, basically, if it's a bad shot, you guys like let it. St- Stay, like in these cases that we're yes. experiencing right now, yes. right? You guys had dogs go in, dog got beat up by one of the, you know, so what happens? You just back out for a yes. while. Yeah, just going to back out, then go back in, try again. Then just, just keep doing that. Yes, sir. Yeah. You're going in with rifles too, you know? This, yeah, well, you know, those the, things get. The bow and arrow game's over now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Down and... yeah. I've seen that before. I had a guy white tail like that a long time ago, and the guy who guide went in with the AR because he's like, yeah, no. Even, even if not to hurt him, but yes. you know, he's getting the shot. Yeah, I'll be able to catch up to it. Yeah. Yeah, it's too fast. and. But yeah, so so the bow hunting is a great segment. I'm glad you guys are interested in thinking of getting into it. I think it's great. I think you're you guys are doing everything right so far that I've seen to, to accommodate bow hunting. Mm-hmm. I mean, the distances that you're shooting is pretty much what you need to be. Um, I, I think the only thing you could start adding, and you as will as you go, but like bow hangers, accessory hangers for bows. And I know yeah. there's not a lot of spots for it, so you have to you have to come up with other ideas for yes. that. Like, for instance, I took my pack and I put it, there was a hook on yep. the thing and I put my stuff in there and that yes. was fine. Yes, uh, and I took the bow and I actually hung it on that same knob on the other side and it worked mm-hmm. out. But what you could do is like, company like Faraday has gorilla gear. They have things you could clamp on and, and come out. Oh, that'd be awesome. You could, you could even make your own. I mean, these things aren't exactly hard to make. You know, yeah. There's some sort of brackets and stuff you could put on the side. That'd be the only thing I recommend because it's hard to like hold everything. You're trying to like, and I don't shoot with my quiver on, so I had to like figure a way to yeah, you know, put it, it down. Yeah. Um, and even like another idea too, maybe for futures, like camera arms already in there, like get, get a deal going where you can put them in cause they stay in there and they can come off Yes. and like he would just go up and drop it in. It's done. You know, he can keep it here so it doesn't get rusted and drop it in and make, make it easier for you too. Mm-hmm. You know, if you have to film or if they're asking to film, yeah. uh, these are just things I've seen over the years oh, yeah. of different ranches and places, but, um, this is sweet. So let's talk about your white tail herd because that looks amazing. Like literally <laughs> seeing 20 deer sit pretty much. You can't and get away from them. No, and I named one Charles. He kept coming in. <laughs> I got. I got. I was sending you guys a clip of him. He's cool. He was. He all the deer ran away, and he just. Nah, I'm good. He just like hang out, walked over, start eating here, eating there. I was like, all right, this guy ain't leaving. <laughs> He's chilling. <laughs> He's chilling, which was fine because I wasn't spooked, you know. Yeah. The other ones though, man, they came in, and at first it's fine, you know. And at first you're like, any one of these could be shot at any point if it was hunting season. Yeah. You were shooting them, and then. This come from a bow hunter, you know what I mean? This was all in bow zone, that's my point. And then so, but at one point, now they're completely surrounding me, right? They're, they're back here, and I, that was the other thing about that stand I'm in. Might want to consider a shield there, because yeah. I'm yeah. getting caught left and right on my right side. Because, you know, mosquitoes started hitting, and I was going like this, mm-hmm. and then, oh, and they're all taking off. I'm like, dang it. Yeah, that stand right there, that was kind of a last minute, minute one. It's a good stand, though. Yeah, hogs. that was just first, mainly for the pig, and then the axis came with Awesome bonus, yes, yeah. Sir. That was, yeah. That was yeah. Great. What do you that's, think? What, no, in that situation, what was that axis doing? Was it already bedded down somewhere right well, there? Well, you know, it was early, early morning, and those axes typically are early, late at night kind of animals, you know, and uh, they are originated from India, and so they like cover. They like the darkness. Uh, they don't like being out in the open, and uh, you know, you shot that axis before the feeder even went off. 
Yeah. And so it was, <clears throat> it was just getting the shooting light. And uh, honestly, I think he was just hungry. He wanted to get some food in, and he wasn't gonna let those. In pigs, the area, yeah. He ain't gonna <laughs> let those pigs out. But you know, if he's if he's in the area, he's swinging by. You know, it's about to be a heavy rut in the summer for those axes. They're you know, coming heard, into it right now, just starting. <clears throat> heard him let off a couple of screams before he came in, actually, um, and he was kind of a ways away. And that was at like, you know, that was right when we got there, mm-hmm. and he was moving in fast and. Uh, I think he was just hungry before he went on for the chase, you know, and uh, doing yeah. his thing. But you ended up taking advantage of that situation, and uh, you couldn't have made a better shot on him, and double lunged him. And he went down so, so hard. Yards <laughs> I can't, I, that's what I was going to say, guys. I don't want to be too over the top here, but my shooting here has been top notch. I'm happy with it. Top notch. <laughs> this is not normal for me. Normally I get buck fever and, like, I mess up or something. But for some reason here I've been very – stable i think it's more because i don't want to be that guy that messes up like i really don't like i've seen it before and i don't want to be that guy like oh yeah shot in the lake you know and you guys are like oh yeah we'll take care of you like well you, <laughs> then you gotta go out and, you know what was surprising on that axis is you know it, it blew my mind is that it came in and started messing with the the hogs and whatnot and you went to draw and then you hit the top of your cam yeah. on the branch. On the branch. <laughs> and he took off. He bolted, you know. Yeah. And I was like, oh, man. I was like, that sucks. And then uh, you held full draw. I kept it. For baby. five to six minutes. That's the Bowtech Realm SS. That's crazy, bro. That back <laughs> that's wall why I brought that one. amazing. It is amazing. That bow. <clears throat> and that's, you know, uh, people always ask me, hey, Dave, what bow you shoot? Because we, we test every bow. And we always do tons of bows. But it's all Bowtech's been kind of my bow hunting go to for me. Everybody's different. So we have on our team we have guys who shoot obsession, we have guys who shoot uh, expedition, we have Hoyt shooters, we have a Matthew shooter. Um, so we kind of spread it out on purpose too, you know, where it's kind of broken yeah. up. So you know, everybody has different experiences, different bows. And in some years we switch the guys. Like, hey, you know, are you okay this year shooting expedition, and are you okay now shooting a bear archery bow? My thing is, I, I've been with Bowtech for about shooting for them. And I don't shoot for them, so I want to make that make sure that's straight. I'm not sponsored by Bowtech, but uh, I just love the bow. I really do. I think it's very, um, very smooth. And they have so many options now with the SR6, the Realm, the Realm SS. Um, it, it's hard. It's hard not to for me to pick one up. And I want to test them all. So like I'm doing the SS now. But come deer season, I think I'm going to do the SR6, which one of the other guys have here right now. Mm-hmm. But that's the other cool thing about these ranches that's cool is, like, it's kind of a testing thing, too. It gives me a oh, chance yeah. to test what I want to do and to show that I was able to, you know, the feeling of holding that bow no problem for easy. Honestly, that wasn't even hard for me. And especially because, you know, your adrenaline's pumping a little bit, you know. Because what happened was when I first knew I was shooting that deer... My leg started pounding, like it was going. I'm like, oh no, this is the one. And you were, it's not like you were there, so I could be like trying to act cool and not like move, you know. So I'm like, oh god. And then I, and something happened inside of me. I just like everything stopped, and I'm like, all right, it's time, right? And I just, I drew back and I hit that branch, and I'm like, ah. Uh, and you know, I, I came through. I finished the draw cycle, just in case he would have went out and stopped. Yeah. And he didn't come in, so I'm like, and then they ran, and I'm like, ah. Uh, and of course, the white tails come right back. So then I had to do this because I didn't want to even be close to him for obvious reasons. Yeah. So I, I was aiming over here, not even near the pile over here. And then all of a sudden, I'm like, I'm going to wait it out because I've done this before. Like, I shot a doe like this a long time ago where I held it, and they, she came right back. Right back and in. I thought, I didn't make that much of a noise. It was just there spooky, you know. Yeah. So and sure enough, I see him walk back. I'm like, oh, thank God. And I get like this, you know. <laughs> and now I'm like on the ground in front of him because I'm just waiting for him to like turn so I can come up and get ready. And he just, he, and I got to tell him, he walked in. Head first, 
did three of the most magical quick steps I've ever seen to turn it completely broadside to me. It was the weirdest. It was like it was meant to be. Like he just came <laughs> and he's like, all right, it's time for me to go. <laughs> Boom. I mean, it was just like that. I, I was blown away by how how fast he, because I was thinking that too, right? Because I'm at full draw. I'm thinking this could take like five, ten minutes for him just to turn yeah, broadside. But then also like, he's broadside. He's broadside. <laughs> Woohoo! <laughs> and I just remember seeing that lighted nocturnal just freaking... I mean, I was like, oh, oh, I knew you were going to be happy when you saw that shot. Oh, yeah. I was like, oh, man, that was, was exactly pumped, where I wanted man. it. That was exactly where I wanted it. So the thing that's weird for, for me and other people that are at this ranch right now is, you know, when you're asked to come on something like this, you're given products at a last minute, right? So, like, the last minute, like, literally the week before I got here, they sent me a site, which, you know, a site, you kind of want to be ahead of, like, months ahead, right? So I took this IQ Define, put it on this uh, Bowtech, and then we set it up. Start shooting. I sighted it. It took me a little bit. I did a video on the sighting of it. And it was pretty cool. It's a great product. And um, Justin and I uh, dropped it three times while we've been here. In the Due UTV. to obvious reasons, this is the hill country. The yeah. Rocks. So it it's fell three times in the yeah. UTV. And so it's still dead on. I mean, it's unbelievable. Wow. We're like, he checked it every time. He's like looking at it with a flashlight. Oh my God. And uh, and it's still like dead on. So I have to give it to them. They they did a good job on this one. And I didn't really have to use the rangefinder because everything's been at 20 yards. Yes. But they do have it on there, and it does still work, which is cool. So I, was, I checked that today just to make sure I didn't hit the button and it yeah. stayed on one time. That's the uh, the IQ range. Defined, yeah. Yes. It's yeah. it's pretty pretty impressive, really. No, it's it's. I mean, you. It's fallen quite a bit, you know, and it's it's heavy thuds, you know. So uh, for it to put up with that, that's pretty solid. That's yeah, awesome. I took that, and then uh, I didn't know what was gonna happen with that rage broadhead. To be honest, I didn't. I haven't shot that one. Um, so it's like the no collar hypodermic, and we haven't even shot it yet. And so I haven't shot it. And so, and but my history with rage has always been very good. Like everybody I've yeah. ever seen shoot with a rage just had those kind of blood trails that we've seen, had those gashes that we've seen. Mm-hmm. Um, my thing with rage has always been like it's kind of tried and true. Like I know it works. There's no doubt in my mind. Like I know it'll work. So for me, I test a lot of other things in the meantime. What else is out there that could work or it could be similar to that? Yeah. There's not much. I'm not gonna lie to you. Like that <laughs> that gash is not very I mean, often. You get seen. that. I mean, that's just you're in talking and three out. and a half, four in and, and out. That's just incredible. and it rips as yes, the animal runs and tries to get away. It's ripping. That that hole is ripping, so it doesn't close. If you shoot a uh, a three blade fixed broadhead, generally it'll go right through anything, but you're right. gonna that, that, that little cross yes. will close and it doesn't rip it open where you're having gushing. And I think we've seen that in every hit that we did in this trip. Every so far. hit, man. Blood it's, everywhere. It's been beautiful. I almost man. feel like and I was I was telling Terry in there, I said, it might more it might be, and I know like that hog part of the lung was sticking out of the body. Yeah. Um, obviously, people have tagged. I think what was the other one we shot? Uh, the odd ad. The odd ad. Guts were had, coming out. You had a quarter, quarter away. And it was pretty hard quarter away. And that thing, dude. That thing went in like that deep, though. All the way yeah. up into I the mean, goody dude, zone. It put a gash in it to where. That was one of my best shots. He's already lie. gutting himself. <laughs> yeah, it was perfect, dude. That was like the perfect stick. <clears throat> that you, one. Well, it laid him open. It. Yeah. yeah dude. He laid it right in the ticker because he he went running. And next thing you know, it just, you see him get lightheaded, and he just crashed. Didn't even move. We're like, whoa. And then, uh, well, anyway, what I was saying to her is, this might be one of the most humane broadheads I've ever seen. Absolutely. Because it kills so fast. Mm-hmm. And, like, you know, in opening those gashes like that, allow everything, to, the blood to flow. And, like, I mean, just quickly. And especially if you hit the heart. If you catch the heart, it's, it's, it's done. It's lights out quick. It's, it's, and I mean, it's, it's, you couldn't ask for more. Out of no, that, that was cool. Work, man. No. That was cool. 
Um, so let's talk about Tom Miranda because he does come here. I yeah. love Tom. He's a great guy. I've met him a couple times. Um, what does he generally hunt when he's here? Like what kind of? So Tom, what's he love to do here? I guess. Yeah, um, Tom still has a few animals that he's looking to finish for uh, his SCI, like a uh, world. Uh, what was that? That challenge or something? He's got he's got like twelve different animals that he needs to needs to harvest for that and for an award. But uh, he just loves to come out and hang out and sit in the stand. Yeah, uh, yeah, kid, man. he, hunts he a is. Lot. He's always gone. I mean, when he gets out here, just to give us a little bit of time. Global conservationist. Award. Yes, thank you, yeah, thank you for remembering that. Yeah. Yes. Um, but uh, yeah, so I mean, he just like he just likes to get out here and and go, you know, and just yeah. hang out and. How often does he come for your um, He, or? you know, he'll come out here when groups are here at least twice a year, nice. and then he, he's in and out of boot, in and out as he, you know, when he has time to come out and yeah. hunt a little bit. It was cool about that last group uh, with the Tom Miranda bow hunting camp. We had two uh, grand slammers. Uh, yes. Oh, cool. And they yeah. both of them, you know, Tom and Mark, and they, they both took it with uh, with their bow. With yeah. their bows, all of them. Every single yeah, Tom runs around. He's Super like slam, bow, yeah. bows, bow gets. Yeah, he shoots mantis for years. Yes, he does. Great bows uses. Yeah, two super slam guys in camp at the same time. It was awesome. You couldn't get enough yeah. you know, information. <laughs> he told him. me uh, we were at um, ETA show and I ran into him and we were talking. He was the nicest guy ever. You know, he stopped, talked to us for like 15 minutes. You know, I'm like, wow, that was nice. You know, he could have just said, oh, hey guys, and kept going. You know, but he um, he uh, he was telling me that Matthews is making him switch his bow and he didn't want to switch it. He shoots a Matthews, but he yes. likes the one he had. And, you know, you know they, they're marketing, right? They want yeah. you to shoot the latest one. I, you know, it happens every year. It happens to us. You know, like, oh, here's the new one. You know, yeah, shoot that shoot one. Let's one. promote that one. I get it. They want to sell the new one. Yeah. But he loved his so much that he said he used it for years, like all the way up to like, I don't know, this is maybe five years ago now this yeah. happened. And then he had to switch to one of the newer ones. But I think he's done a good job of probably trying to maintain a certain one, you know, for a couple of years. Yes. Trying, trying to as much as they'll let him, you know. Yeah. Um, I'm but sure it's, it's pretty tough cool. switching back and forth, you know, do, oh. you know, setting up a new one all the time. I set up a new yeah. bow every two months, yeah. literally, yeah. completely brand it's a new lot from of the work. ground. Yeah. yeah, we just, I've, I've done, I killed deer with the, you know, people always say like, oh, you need the best of all this. That's not true at all. I, I walk out to do, I'll throw a whisker biscuit on a bow and shoot a yeah. deer the next day. Yeah. Like I'll sign in that night, go the next day, depending on what I'm doing. So one time I had, um, <clears throat> I had a hunt with Struther Archery when they were around back in the day. And they're like, hey, come out. We have 300 acres in Michigan. Come on up. That's where they're from. And they're like, we'll do a doe hunt or something. It'll be fun in the winter. It was like in Christmas time. So I get, you know, I had to go up to our studio, grab a other bow, put a whisker on it, put a sight on it, shoot it in our studio. 20 yards is the max yeah. I could do. And I wouldn't do any more. That's all I could do. I, I had 20 yard pin. That's all I had time to sight in. I literally said the night before, we go out there, it is freezing. Like it is. December Michigan. 15 degrees 15 degrees oh, thanks, man. two feet of snow and I had to do it I mean it's with a client right so I'm walking with the guy you know it's me and this the marketing guy it's just the two of us walking out there and I, I mean it's snow I'm just stepping in it and I'm like oh my god so we get to the tree um go up on climbers right oh had to get camera situated this is like seriously my hands were like gone I mean it hurt so bad and I'm sitting there, and I'm sitting there, and all of a sudden, because the snow is everywhere, right? You can see deer clear as day. And they, these huge does are coming in. Like, he put corn down. They were coming, like, on a, on a string, just coming. And all of a sudden, they get the one gets the corn, the other one's kind of meal off this way. And I'm like, oh, here we go, you know? So I take the bow, and I, I'm in that tree stand, the climber. You know, you don't have much room. So I go like this to draw, and I'm starting to draw. And the arrows hit the tree, the the metal, oh, uh, the thing yeah. scrape, and I'm like, oh, and it, it goes, runs in, and that's where I was telling you, I held it for like five, six minutes, like this, dude. And I was like this position the whole time. I'm laying because it's a climber, and I'm like, oh my god. 
And I didn't know what to do because I'm like, and it's sitting right there. I can see the tree. I can see the deer. I can see the head looking around, and I can see the butt. It's all I see, and it's it's only like 30 yards now, but it, you know, it was at 20. And I'm like, oh god, oh god, oh god. I'm like, okay, and this was not like this bow tech. It wasn't as good. So I'm yeah. sitting there. And it's starting to burn, you know. It's like five and a half minutes go by, and I'm like dying. And I'm like thinking, like, this is it, though. This, it's already almost dark. This is it. Like this is if this shot doesn't get off, I'm not getting this done. Yeah. This is game over. If I let down, it's over. So I'm like, I just gotta hold it right until he he does something, leaves or goes or what. That thing turn around, start coming in again, and it was like quartering to me completely. So I'm like, I can't do it, you know. And then finally, it got to like where it was somewhat broadside. And I was like, one more steps, all I need, dude. As soon as it took that step, that thing was like, <laughs> and you see the light and knock the whole way. I got a video. Sweet just, release, boom, man, yeah. with a rage, and that thing went blood everywhere. Oh, sure, the snow, the snow, it was just so easy, crazy. To see, dude. Yeah. It was just like, woo, you know, and, and that that was a great experience. But it was it was so cold. I'll never forget that. And getting it out of there, we had to tie it to ourselves, and we just walked. And it would, actually was easy because the snow kind almost, of floated yeah, it. Floated. Yeah. The only issue is there was this ravine. That was it. Not huge, but enough to where you get to the top, you're sweating and breathing hard, and you get back to the truck, you're like, what just happened, you know? <laughs> He's like, I take pictures, I'm like, I need to warm up. Like, I am so cold. I mean, it is. I don't know it's hard I to bow hunt in the winter. I don't know if I can deal with that up there, man. Like, we're blessed down here in Texas Dude, where we, we have pretty good weather, you know? In the fall, it, it starts off hot, weirdest thing. It starts off, like, I'll be sitting in my tree, it'll be like 90. Stupid, right? What, what the heck? By November, it's like literally 45. Every morning you go out, and it's like my hands turn white, literally. Like I have some issue with my hands, they turn yeah. white. And it's so cold, I have to use hand warmers and... Nah, man, I'm good. I prefer the ground blind <laughs> because I can use the heaters, you know? We leave yeah, you get a little there. like propane, Coleman. But dude, like the advantage of that tree stand with a bow or crossbow even is so much more. You know, yeah. I mean, you can... <clears throat> like last year, I, two years ago, I shot a nice buck. It was, I missed the big buck. 150 inch deer, I missed it. I was crying my eyes out, dude. I was so mad. <laughs> With the crossbow, made it even worse. I'm like, I, it was a rangefinder issue. Yeah. So I forgot my rangefinder in the in the freaking hangar. And that thing came in and I didn't know how far it was. I guessed, you know, I was like, all right, it's 50, boom, nope, right under it. You know, I'm like, you gotta be kidding me. It runs off. I cocked the bow. I'm sitting there like, you're an idiot. Like, I can't believe it just happened to you. You're dumb. You know, I mean, your whole year waiting for that one. We don't have it like, you know, there's a lot. There's only like two shooters on the whole lot. Yeah. And not just our lot, maybe the next lot. So 600 total acres, you have like two nice shooters on where we go, which is good for Michigan, to be honest. And um, for some crazy reason, I look up, I see a buck running in, and I had used tinks. I put tinks all over on the way in. And I see this buck running in, like right on the line, right to me. And it's going looking at like putting its nose and like looking and running and i'm like what is happening right now and it's not as big it was probably like a 120 or 110. yeah and i'm like that's ah, going down i came in dude did this hook <laughs> did this hook and i was like ping you know and, it, and i actually believe it or not it, it, i don't remember what broadhead that was but i hit it too far back i mean i was like we ended up finding it but not for like months oh wow yeah it was crazy the craziest thing and i, I was asking you guys how you would do this so I shot it. It definitely, it didn't catch the lung like I thought it would. Or maybe it just sliced the lung slightly. Because it was going like this, and I just went like this, and like ping, but I didn't realize it was moving. So that literally, I needed to be on the shoulder and fire, because it would have hit it. Yeah. Instead, I was on the, the lungs and fired, and by the time it went, so it went behind it, we followed, it looked good blood. We followed the blood, comes to a spot, and there's a big dirt pile, like a dirt spot. And, then, and we're like, and my buddy's like, oh, it must have like laid down and rolled around, like trying to like, heal itself or something right no more blood that's it never saw another drop no direction 
had like four guys come out. We've got to that same dirt pile. And from that point on, there's nothing. We did S patterns, yeah. circles. Yeah. I mean, that's and this just... is, I'm like, and it's, you know, Michigan's a thick woods. It's yeah. not like a, and I'm, and we're like, what the heck? And for, we were out there for three hours doing circles and everything. Right. Mm-hmm. Never found it. Two months later, my buddy is there hunting. He's, this is like towards more like winter, right? Where everything's, you know, yeah, leaves are dead. Yeah. He's walking the river line. That deer's laying in the water under a log and it had just because the water level came down. Yeah. The body was like, then the horns were sticking out of the water. Wow. He pulled it up, got it to the, like, uh, he, he took it up the ravine. There's like a walkway in a ravine, laid it there. And he's like, and it was all like messed up, you know? And he's like, he left it there. He went back in, hunted. The next day, the head was laying in the field, up by us, not down where he got. The, the coyotes <laughs> I was game ripped it, it and he. I was like, and I was kind of mad at him a little bit. I'm like, dude, where did you just should have took the head the first day? Could who knows where they would have took that thing and ran off? <laughs> I would have been like, screw you, man. That's a raunchy recovery, man. You go cut the head. I know, I know, but he was there. He's three hours away. <laughs> anyway, he did bring it back though, and I. I got it now, which is cool, but I was so disappointed because what happened yeah. was I shot it. It did somehow, it did a left turn, went down and across the water, drowned, and got stuck under a log because mm-hmm. the current. Yeah. It like got caught under a log. And he, no one could see it because it was under jam. the water. Yeah. And so until that water receded, you never saw it. I mean, that's what I said, it disappeared like a ghost. We're like, dude, what the heck is going on here? You know, believe it or not, like, you know, we are a high fence ranch here, but. That happens a lot out here, you know, just misplaced shots and. Uh, this is a big. You're talking about seven thousand acres. It's a lot of lot of ground to cover. It's a lot I mean, of ground, dude. The guy miles. Who, the blood trail runs out. And the dogs can't find it. We just have to go back to walking and beating the brush. And sometimes you find stuff five months later like that, yeah. you know. And like, oh, that's the one that so and so shot, and uh, can't try to get it back to the client. Well, because you got to remember too, like they might be alive for a while, right? Absolutely. They, they keep getting up and moving. Yeah. So every time you guys get close, you bump gone. them, yeah. I mean, you and I walked around. We didn't see, I mean, we saw stuff, but never really that close. Because if we were bumping, they were moving. You yeah. Know? You see, you see how thick some of this brush can be around here. Too. Oh yeah, it's short brush, but it's thick. So. so speaking of this brush, um, what do we got here? What kind of critters that are potentially dangerous? Scorpion? You guys got? Oh wow. So yeah, we you know, rattlesnakes. Uh, usually we'll start with snakes, but I mean, you know, for us where we are, where the ranch is at. Uh, the two real main poisonous snakes you'd see was rattlesnake and a coral snake. Um, and then there's scorpions. I mean, there's all kinds of nasty I mean, little critters. Zach was saying he's been seeing some snakes go in the water and chilling there. And we're hoping that's not water moccasins. But... Yes, but they are in the area. They're, I mean, the Guadalupe River is just down the road. I mean, so there's, we're in Texas. There's stuff that can get you. Yeah, and then you have, uh, let's see, you know, hogs. They'll mess you up. I mean, if you get them in get in the wrong spot wrong time the brush, they'll yeah. gut you yeah you see that dagger right dagger, dude. <laughs> this looks like a knife made of like ivory is what yeah. it looks like it's insane uh, sharp. is this a giant one or is this like a normal that's a pretty solid that's solid nice bore. i would bore. say uh, awesome. definitely i would be proud of that right yeah, there that's cool um but see uh will just saw like a month ago saw a mountain lion out here yeah, so if you're traveling the area if you're yep. traveling alone you know that could be a problem uh, but typically, for the most part, those uh, you know those mammal predators. Yeah, watch out are for the little things, more like you know, step on a rattlesnake because you're tracking or stalking or something like that. That's uh, the most dangerous thing, probably. <laughs> that and dehydration probably is the worst thing you can run into out here. Yeah, <clears throat> except for a herd of bees. 
Okay, oh, yeah, a big so, swarm of yeah. Africanized bees. You got to have Dude, that over your tree stand. How wild was that, man? <laughs> so I'm sitting there last night, and I hear what sounds like a drone coming. And I'm like, wow, that's so cool. They're running drones out here. Like, what are they like? You know, getting the getting the view of the hunters and like maybe it's a clip or something. I was like, that's kind of cool because I'm always thinking video yeah. and stuff in my mind. And uh, I look over my shoulder and I see what looks like a fist going through the air of some sort of bee. And there's fifty thousand strong, maybe twenty. I don't know. It's hard to know. Yeah. But there was thousands of them. And man, it was like right over the top of the trees, not under over me, about forty yards to my right. But I never seen anything like that, and it was so loud, it was so colonized. I mean, it was a giant. I mean, it was a packed, you know, ball just going through the air at literally twenty to forty miles an hour. I have no idea how fast, but it was moving. And I thought, at first, I thought that's the coolest thing I've ever seen in my life. Honestly, like I was like, that is amazing. Then I thought, holy crap! Like that would have went over my tree. That would have been that's bad news. Scary. Dude, I don't even know what they would have left from alone it. or attacked. I don't even know what they well, would have did. The funny thing is, I was sitting there in that blind, just kind of watching, and I had two bees come into the blind with me, and I, I didn't think anything of it at all. Yeah. Until you Lucky came back the next him, dude. day and you were like... If you would have smashed them, they would have came back. <laughs> dude, and you're like, I saw the craziest thing, man, the freaking bees. And I was like, oh, man. <laughs> yeah, because I heard weird. them. Like, they went by, but then at the tail end, you hear them, like, other little ones, like, whizzing by me. Catching like, up. Yeah, because yeah. they're way behind coming up, and then they're still coming. And so I'm like... And then, then I'm like, are they, like, pollinating something? Like, I wasn't sure if they were going to, like, scatter into all the trees. You yeah. know what I mean? I was, like, getting nervous. I'm like, whoa, whoa. Like I said, after it went by, then I, at first I'm like, wow, so yeah. cool, man. And then it registered. And then all of a sudden it registered. like, whoa, <laughs> what would I even do if they attacked me? I'm dead. Like, there's no way out of that. I don't even know where the water is around here. You know? Like, how would I even? And so I'm, like, like thinking, like, dang, dude, that's, like, dangerous as can be. I mean, that's, like. Well, the craziest thing is, you know, is, like, not even water can help you some because they'll wait above the water for you to come up. You know. Yeah. Oh my. And God. out here, uh, how boat, high we are, saying. like <laughs> we have to make our own water out here. There's no natural sources yeah. that come in, so they're all wells and stuff. So finding you have to get water in this building, that's far to go. Yeah. I'm telling you right now, they're going faster than that UTV you're driving. Dude, they were hauling. No, thank you. <laughs> Honestly, I'm not even exaggerating. They were going faster than Moving. the UTV moves. They're easy doing 30, 40 miles an hour. Yeah. Easy. I don't want none of that smoke, dude. No. I don't want that. Oh, it's no smoke. It's a cluster. <laughs> it's like, ooh, it's like, a, like I said, it looked like a fish just coming through. You get in the way of that thing, you're done. Holy cow. Like, it, it, the other guy was saying he, they had some bees attacked, but I don't think it was anything like this cluster, dude. Because no this way, was dude. so big that I'm telling you right now, you would kill, like, literally any people that were. Fighting. Oh, yeah. There's no way to fight too it. many. There's no yeah. way to fight. I mean, it was as big as this room. Yeah. Like, you wouldn't even be able to. You wouldn't see. You wouldn't be able to see. I mean, yeah. I, you, what can you really do to a bee? And they don't care. They'll die. They didn't care less. They're like terrorists, like we were saying. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they come. They come yeah. hot and heavy, dude. They didn't care less. They will die trying to bite you. They didn't care less. Especially those don't actually die in stings, do they? That's what makes them really. The Afghan. I don't know, man. I don't know anything about those Afghanized bees. Uh, I do know that, like, right around that general area, we do have a beehive and a hollowed out tree. But yeah. I'm that's pretty just small. Honeybees, yeah, so it's just a honeybee. They're probably yeah. attacking them. Well, yeah. yeah, there's no way that they could, uh, you know, hold that many bees that you saw. Yeah. Oh no. So yeah. Wondering that's if, what I was saying. Like. What are they looking for? Like, where are they going? Yeah. Like, what's the point, right? It's they're like just ISIS, man. They're going like door to door. Yeah, I thought they're coming here to the lodge. Yeah. They're attacking <laughs> the lodge. Oh, what was the movie that they had bees that were, um, they were uh, digital? Like, they were fake. Like, someone made them and could control them. I don't know. I and just they did that. They were like a weapon. They were a weapon. Uh, they I send them in. Like, uh, you know what I'm talking about? 
I heard Wicker Man, they're like, you know, Nicolas Cage is on this crazy island. They put a basket over his head and dumped these bees in there, you know. He's oh, like, he's like, oh the bees! And that's the only movie I know that has bees in it. Oh, that sucks so bad. It, it was Nicolas Cage. I would eat it was kind of I would have to eat yeah. That'd be the only way back. <laughs> you know, I'll bite you back, boy. <laughs> yeah, it's the only way you can survive. <laughs> they go in your nose like... Dude, at that point, you know, I'd probably just set myself on fire. Like, you wouldn't be able to. If they had me all tied up with just a bee having around. He's going to take it like a man. That's so a nightmare. Man. Well, that and we were talking about getting eaten alive. It's probably like the oh, worst thing alive ever, the worst, dude. Like, uh, we were talking about the fawn. I don't know if you saw the picture online. There was a fawn that the fox ate the mouth off. Oh, god! It was still alive. Yeah. Because something happened where it got scared in between the attacking this fawn. Brand but they were saying it's the first thing they go for so they can't scream for help yeah. or whatever to the mom to come over. And So, but the whole, this was all gone. I mean, it was just hollow and blood. And it was still alive, like looking at the cameras. They had to shoot it, obviously. Oh, yeah. But as is crazy, it's like, brutal, it, like to get eaten that way yeah. is unbelievable. And I mean, we we're talking about the grizzly man. I'm like, what a crazy dude, man! I mean, you got eaten alive by a freaking grizzly. I mean, that Mother would be horrible. Brutal, he thought man. they were uh, his buddies, so yeah. And Mother the, the sad reality yeah. is, you know, we're about to go into fawn season here, and there's nothing you can do. No. The coyotes, the fox, the bobcat. I mean, they're they're all hard on. They were saying, I don't know if you got someone was saying over there, you guys put the hogs in a certain, the ones you kill in a certain area. They, to feed the coyotes and keep them away from everything else. Oh, right? we just take them to the gut pit, man, and hopefully the vultures might pick on them. But f- like, really? honestly, because you could probably really do a lot of traps them. over there, right? Yeah. By that, even area. well, you, no, we don't really find that many tracks. Like, yeah. no, no traps, lives. traps. Oh, traps! You, you, you yeah, trap. I, I typically mm-hmm. don't set you know, any traps over there by the gut pit just because uh, the vultures are federally protected. Yeah, see, you so only catch one in a foot trap, and they will. I mean, they'll yeah. bounce around. You know how they get yeah, out there and yeah. do that. Yeah, you don't want to gang trap a uh, a carcass for sure. You know, just because you're you're gonna catch. So you put like just a little piece of meat out or something. Is that how you guys? What I do, man, I got all kinds of bait. You know, I have lures. Since uh, wow. one of my favorite ones is uh, Hiawatha Valley, and that just smells like you took a it's raccoon. It's the worst thing you could imagine. And yeah, threw it in with like. I don't know, man. Just a bunch of sour milk and hmm. that and horse meat. Horse meat works really good wow. too. Um, and then I heard from an old man, uh, I think a couple months ago. He's a, he's a government trapper. Uh, gator oil. The coyotes really like gator Weird. oil. Yeah. So. So what are you usually when you're trapping? Are you mostly going after them or bobcat? Man, I'm definitely going for the big predators. Yes, you know, coyotes. I was bobcat, coyotes, and gray fox. Because nice. just like you said, you know, fox bit off. Fox what do you bit. What do you guys do with them? Like, what do you do? You uh, them? I can't legally sell any of the furs I have. Yeah, I can give them away. So you can give them the bar plant. Yeah. So what I, <laughs> I have a studio. I can put that. In. That'd be awesome. Dude, I mean, if you want to hide, man, I got a bunch you, in there. You can, you can take one back dude. with you. I don't, I don't know if you can take it back with you. You can mail it to um, me. I can mail it to you. I'll know, pay for it in the mail. I can't pay you for it. Legally, <laughs> yeah, you can pay the mail. I will not accept payments. I cannot accept payment from you, from you for anything I send you in the mail. I do not barter. It's just simply a gift. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but, but yeah, legally, I have to be a certified trapper. Uh, you know, and That's you cool have to have your fur trader's license and all that to actually sell that you know, stuff. But since I'm doing it for an operation that I work for, I legally couldn't even do that anyways. Yeah. So what I do is I just I trap them and uh, I'll repurpose the meat for baiting other traps mm-hmm. and for the furs I keep them and I tan them out and I'll give them to family or friends or a set a video set. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Legit. <laughs> so 
Uh, but yeah, actually, that's, that's it, I was really. just thinking, you never introduced yourself. Go ahead. Oh, yeah. I'm, uh, yeah. <laughs> <Thanks>. <laughs> it's towards the end of the podcast. He doesn't say the end of it. Uh, yeah, I'm that guy. He just ran. Uh, but uh, Justin Vasquez, I've uh, been working out here for almost two years now at the Lazy CK Ranch. Um, I am a ranch hand slash guide slash trapper uh, slash plumber slash anything that needs to be slash done. Slash cool man. dude. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just whatever needs to happen, uh, I'll make it happen. Uh, we'll figure it out, you know. Nice. Um, that's what I do out here. So Justin was my guide, and we had a lot of fun because I got it done correctly, and he was very happy. <laughs> Get all those... Uh, Nasty bugs that I'm going through the Dude, thick stuff. made it oh, easy yeah. on me. I didn't get attacked by sugars. I'm so excited. Ecstatic, you know. Uh, I'm, I'm trying to figure if I got lucky or if the Sawyer really did work. I, I think, think it's the Sawyer. I think it's the Sawyer. Because, I, I mean, I sprayed everything before I left like a day before. It dried perfectly on all my clothes. And I didn't get touched by anything. That's even, awesome. Like, even last night, I think it was last night, mosquitoes started popping up. In yep. black, some sort of fly. I don't know if it's a black fly or what you guys have. And I, I'm like... Oh, grab my lotion. I got the Sawyer lotion. And I put it on my neck because they were attacking my neck. And I put it on my neck, my face right here, and on my hands. No, I've never touched me again. No, wow. I touch me. Uh, up north, I mean, do your is your following? Do they know what chiggers are? Like, no, okay. Will, I mean, wanna, maybe I don't. Yeah, give them a rundown. Yeah, because that's what are? my legs look like right now. <laughs> Ch- chiggers or red bugs. There's, I mean, there's all kinds of different names for them, but they're a tiny little mite. And they they're like they'll be in clusters in tall grass, and you usually get them here in Texas or in the South. I mean, um, from May to June is the worst time. It's like they like the seventies to eighty degree temp, and as soon as it gets hot, they go away. But I mean, they what they do is they attach. So as you walk through the grass, they attach to your clothes. And they're microscopic; you can't yeah. see them. They attach to your clothing, and then they try to find like the softest flesh on you so usually it's like right around that they can try to get underneath your socks get on your ankles and they what they do is they inject themselves or burrow into your flesh inject some their saliva which breaks down your tissue they eat it and then they drop off and leave and what that does and it leaves like uh, like a rash on your leg so they'll, they come in clusters and leave this terrible little bite that they itch terribly it's like you're in poison ivy, or poison yeah. oak. For, yeah, for seven days at least. I mean, it's it's pretty miserable. I'm gonna send you guys a bottle of this stuff. Yeah, so it's amazing, that. dude. I'm <laughs> telling you right now. It says it right on there. I know that one's on there because I remember thinking, what is that? I don't even know what yeah. that is. And I got it for ticks because in Michigan we have bad ticks like in certain areas. Mm-hmm. Very, it's very moist up there and wet a lot yeah. of times, especially because the winter's snow and then it melts. Right now it's like the rainy season. So we have tons of rainstorms. I mean, not like storms like you guys said. These are pretty intense, but like, we just have heavy rainstorms, and so a lot of it's everything's always wet, and then the mosquitoes. Oh, sure. Right now is the time they're breeding; like they're going nuts. They're loving this, and so soon Freaking they'll be out like crazy. Yeah. And so what we have to do for for hunting season is I spray all my clothes with that Sawyer stuff before we go out to protect versus ticks and or mosquitoes. Then I use that lotion on my skin when I'm going hunting at night because we're exposed. I mean, just in tree stand, and they come up, dude. They just start coming. You wouldn't think they make it all the way up to 25 feet, but dude, they're like. Zzz you're like oh my god like get out of here man like <laughs> stop <laughs> if you didn't get chiggers the first day when you and i went you know oh yeah that's what i said that was like a yeah, real deal you guys ever were... since then we haven't really got to get anything that's why today i was like ah, let's move this out a little bit <laughs> yeah. I, i'm always more afraid of like ticks i'm not a big fan of 
Yeah. I, I had one on me once in my life and it buried it. It was the creepiest thing for me. I, I went like this to rub it off. It didn't come off. I'm like, yeah, oh my poor. God. And I saw these little feet. I'm like, oh, my wife's like, ah. I'm like, get out of the house. I'm like, I'm in my underwear. You know? <laughs> typically, yeah, we don't crazy. get messed with ticks until, like I was telling you, like, until we actually go to get like, gut the white tail, you know. That's yeah. when they'll get on you. But for the most part, walking around out here, you won't be. Do you guys get a lot of ticks on the deer? Not really. I mean, it's not too bad. We don't have it that bad here. I mean, you, you will see them, and every once in a while, it's like you'll see it on a, an individual that maybe had it more, mm-hmm. and it's just yeah. kind of weird that it happened. I don't usually way. see them on deer either, but my father-in-law shot one up in the Upper Peninsula, and it was covered. Yeah. I'm like, what? He's like, yeah, look at this, and he showed me the pictures. And I'm like, it was nasty. Like, yeah, I mean, yeah. there was like 13 right here alone. There was like 10 on the ankles. It was nuts. Oh, I'm like. Dude. I don't know if I would even shot and eat that. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. And now, funky, do you guys have yeah. the CWD issue here too? Okay, so we 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 do not have an issue. Um, but as the state of Texas, we uh, that we do test right. Mm-hmm. So if we harvest a whitetail, then we pull lymph nodes and brainstem, and okay. then we, we so at the end of the year, we send all that stuff into the state Testing. and then get it tested just to make sure. Just to make sure. Yep. Yeah, Michigan's getting bad. Like yeah. where people they're they're starting to put out articles about if you eat it, it could be like mad cow disease now. They're talking about the venison could be tainted. It's getting like creepy. Like people are like, What do you do? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like and hunting in Michigan is like I wanna say it's worth three billion dollars a year. It's a well, lot it's of money. A it's a huge industry in Michigan, especially because we have a lot of gun hunters, a lot of bow hunters. In the region of the Midwest, there's a lot of bow hunters, yes. right? So that's why it's it's a big deal for the state if they have that kind of issue too, you know. Oh they yeah, have to fix it because it, <laughs> once they start doing things like they're trying to do calls, they're doing calls for a while, like you, you can choose many does you want, blah blah blah, and then it's just there's no real solution. Is there any been, testing stations? I mean, what are you guys do, doing? So yeah. you harvest something, you take it to a testing station. That's they what test you're supposed to you. do. You don't have to do. You don't that. have not, to do that. Well, certain areas you do. Certain areas yes. you have to do it. Okay. The ones that are for sure like a red zone yep. that they know. Uh, but others you did not. Then we had some other issues with PFAS and stuff where, you know, there might have been a plant around Flint or something in Michigan where, some, I don't know if it was Flint, maybe a little more north, but some contaminant got in the water source. Yeah. And the deer were drinking from the water source. And then they say that it's like their meat is tainted with like a... Well, really? Yeah, okay. something so crazy. You're not supposed to eat the deer in that region. We had wow. to do a class on it to do all the testing on CWD down in Harlingen. And what happens is when that body decomposes, that CWD actually stays in the soil uh, for a certain amount of time. Wow. Will, the, you know, any grass that's around it will take it up into the grass, they eat the grass, and it comes back to the deer. See, so this is my thing on that. And we won't get into this too much. We'll be here all day. Yeah. But I was going to say, like, I feel like, and I don't know, you know, if it's something that drastic, right, where it's, it, it actually doesn't die necessarily, it just keeps regening in different ways, seems to me that nature will take its course and a deer will eventually, biologically, fight it internally. The best of the best will survive. Yes. So the yeah. deer that don't, the deer that eat it and don't get it because their body somehow can push it away are the ones who will breed and and never, that's the best that's thing that i've heard think of with it too and we've, i've had that same exact same discussion with other guys that, i mean i'm know, just saying if it's that detail where it's, it's i didn't know kind of nature's way it's gonna be nature's control, way how do you, you know and that's just how do you yeah. fight that you can't fight that well, let's just say it. you don't want to have the government find out you have it on yes. your place oh for sure no yes. i get that that's bad you know i understand for us we've done Lots of measures to everything we can. Yes. Everything we can to make. Do you guys sure believe though it spread the way they say it spread? 
Oh, I, I, dude, I the corn it. and stuff like that, like eating, like baby. <clears throat> I, I mean, <laughs> this is the problem. No, yeah, one, like, I, in I, Michigan, I they're proposing I mean, all there's, these there's, things, and everybody's like, well, you can what look the at, heck? Can't even bait in Michigan anymore. Can't use, can't yeah. use mineral. Can't use corn. I mean, they're doing that in Mississippi this can't year. Do you know, and they're even talking about wanting to do it in Texas, and it's been so isolated in our state. Yep. In just tiny little pockets, you know, and they're wanting. To, I mean, they're gonna broadcast like they want to big get their way. I mean, you can't do right any now. baiting. You can't put. In, you know, for us, it's not even just about baiting for hunting over. Um, we we're a high fence operation, but we also we put protein out year round. Yeah. You know, twenty percent protein for like antler max. You know, except for antler growth. Yeah. You know, it helps with their with our herd health, our antler growth, mm-hmm. everything that goes along with it. So it's not even that we're sitting over that hunting it. You know, if yeah. that law comes in, we can't even put protein out. Yeah, and that's yeah. crazy. But that's for right now. That's the beauty of having a high fence ranch. You so can control what comes in and out. Yeah. So speaking of that, so being a high fence, does that mean? I, I don't understand the deer part. So do you guys okay. not not own the deer? No. Okay. So it's still we still do not own the deer. That's why. Yes, that's why I want to know. Federal, In Michigan, like, you own the deer. Yeah. It's different. So yes. that's why I asked that. When they fenced it, they have to pay the state an X amount of money for those for deer. For those deer. See, no, that's not how it works. That's why. Because I said yeah. I go, oh, you you can shoot a doe, and, and Alan's like, you can't shoot a doe. It'd be like a five thousand fine. You go to prison. I'm like, really? Like in a high fence, and that's why I was like confused. Confused, yeah. Because in Michigan, like, you, you, yeah. they, you want to kill that deer, you kill that deer. They don't, you know. I mean, yeah, they don't yeah. do that. I'm just saying. But like, I say they could, yeah. You right. could. Yeah. It's their deer. It's literally their deer. No. Yeah, yeah, that's so why. I mean, I we we have to have a pretty good relationship with the state. Turkey too, then, right? Yes. Turkey, yep. deer, anything that's native to the state. Oh, good. Or Smart. native to the U. Yeah. Um, it's not like you know we're exotics. Like we're obviously right now we're here. Correct. So they don't in care May about, yeah. hunting. You know, when there's not there's not a season for that. Got it. But. Uh, yeah, for our whitetail, we have to have a really good relationship with the state, with our wildlife biologists. Nice. Uh, That's good. I actually like that. issued idea. our tags. Yeah. And we, yeah, so we have to survey the animals, figure out a count, uh, what we think we have, and every year take a certain amount off the ranch. Nice. Yeah, it's not too bad. All right, guys, we won't take up any more time because we've been here an hour. No worries, so. man. Thanks a lot. Appreciate hey, everything. Thank you. Yeah, it's fun, man. Awesome. Yeah. And uh, looking forward to eventually getting back somehow because this is a lot of fun i think i, I think it was a good time it i was. know he wants me back that's heck for sure. yeah <laughs> come on man yeah i'm ready anytime bro i'll <laughs> uh, see you guys next time on the podcast thanks so much for listening to the bow hunter planet podcast online at bowhunterplanet.com with your host team bhp check us out on facebook at bowhunterplanet we'll catch you next time When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.